0: Futsal community, the Dr. Nakah here. Welcome to your Futsal Australia podcast number 29. We're nearly 30. Um, every podcast, we bring a special guest, uh, someone from the Australian Futsal community who has impacted the Futsal in, pos- in a positive way in, in your country. And today, we have a ver- another very special guest, uh, a friend of mine, someone that I've known for a very long time and, and pretty much a life dedicated to Futsal and his club, Jimmy Sufis, president of uh, Fitzroy Futsal Club. Jimmy, it's great to have you here and welcome to the podcast. Andre, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be on. Thank you. Jimmy, um, when I say that it's a life dedicated to futsal, was that a, a true statement? Very, very true. For now, probably 13 years, 14 years. Yeah, so very true. We'll, we'll get to those early days in a sec, but um, in, uh, in how much time do you spend uh, on your club, on your, on your? yeah, basically on FITROI? Right?
1: These days, uh, not so much. Not so much. I mean, uh, this kind of time where the season's finished and uh, competition starting, players are coming and going is pretty busy. Uh, but generally, during the week, it's not much. We have good people here now for Fitzroy to help me organize teams and
0: um, the academy and stuff. So, yeah,
1: not as much as I used to, which is good.
0: Good. Um, you, you have just won the main uh, series futsal once again, your eighth title. Um, were you involved in how many of those eight? Six. Six of, six them. of them. So yeah. six titles you have yourself. The club has eight. Uh How many do women's have?
1: The women's have three.
0: Women's go. Is that the most any women's club that's has
1: I think the most still
0: playing. I'm pretty sure
1: Richmond have the most, but they don't play anymore, so. That's good.
0: That's good. Uh, yeah. All right, Jimmy, uh, we talk about running a club there. Of course, title is a big fact of a successful club. Can you just run us through some of your most memory or all the titles that you can remember?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, obviously, there's the six Series futsal Victoria men's trophies. Uh, we have four Clubs Cup trophies, I think. We won two Futsal Cups while I was there, two Series Futsal Australias, the AFCC uh, Futsal Championships, two Byron Bay Internationals for the men, and then the women's have I think three series futsal victorias and two footballers cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the juniors or well, the youth, I don't even know how many leagues the youth teams won now. Um, junior nationals, all different age groups have won over the years. The twenty ones have probably been the most successful. I think they have six, maybe. But yeah, the main ones are the the seniors. Obviously, juniors is to to improve, and once you get to the seniors, is where the
0: winning matters, I guess. Yeah, so that's, yeah that's, that's
1: probably all I can remember
0: you said that that's when winning matters at a senior level, but you have always set Fitzroy as a, as a winning club. Is that, what, what would be the, the, the mission of the club, a, a mission statement of the club?
1: Yeah, winning has is, is always been, I guess, how we've run the culture, you know. Winning is more, it's more fun when you're winning to be around uh, futsal and it's easier to be excited to come and play when, when you're winning, uh, you know. If you're losing every game, which, we did at one stage, uh, it's it's hard to get motivated, it's hard to promote the sport, it's hard to k- keep players in the team. So, yeah, winning is always uh, half the battle. If you're winning, everyone's happy. So, uh, yeah, it's it's part of the culture, I suppose, so.
0: And Jimmy, for a very long time, and he's still are playing, um, you've always done that, that double row and, and maybe you've done five, six rows in the club. that <laughs> running a futsal yeah. club in Australia, I had to do multiple roles. But um, going back to the early days, how did you first get got involved in um At, Fitzroy? at
1: Fitzroy, well, obviously it's uh, no secret I was uh, in an administration role at Futsal Os for a long time. Um, so that's how I came into futsal. Um, I used to do the media for serious futsal um, and, watch and watch all these players and obviously interview the players, take photos of the players, uh, video editing. And uh, it got to a stage where I thought, you know, I would like to maybe give give playing uh, a shot. And I started with the youth team in around 2015. I was running the youth team for Fernando de Moraes. He asked me to organise it when the youth league for Sirius Football to Victoria started. And then I trained with the men's team from there, um, waited for a chance to play in the seniors and, yeah, as time went on, just took on a bigger role each year and, Maybe in around 2017, I think I, I probably took over while Fernando was injured at the time and we lost a lot of our leaders. So, yeah, that was, that's probably the journey there.
0: It's it been a, a big ride for you. Uh, and you mentioned Fernando, but Who who else were there at those early days that influenced you to to get involved in FUTU? The early days, really it was Fernando. Really it was Fernando who, uh,
1: because I was just really a social league player, I couldn't even pass the ball. I remember training at Brunswick, Fernando would pull me aside and, and teach me how to pass the ball literally at 20 years old, you know. So, um, yeah, Fernando did a lot for me. And then as time went, I, I got to know more of the, the boys around Fitzroy. And, um, yeah, but early days, it was Fernando. And then as time's gone on, I've had more and more people help me and teach and mentor me. So, uh, yeah, it's Fernando is the main one that inspired me to, to take on
0: the journey. And what did it take to run a, an elite futsal club here in Victoria, um, such as Fitzroy?
1: Uh, well, it's very tough. You need very good people around you, of course. I think you need... Um, for a long time, I did it by myself, running the, the club, and it really catches up with you. You you almost don't want to do it anymore when you're doing everything, which probably you understand as well as anyone, Andre. Um, mm-hmm. It's tough. You need You need people to support you, so... Uh I have, you know, Scott Rogan now supporting a lot. Uh Gabriel Zabalos does a lot for the club. Uh Tyler Lewis supports the juniors as well and, and does a lot. So this takes a big weight off me. Uh, but you need a good team. You need a good team around you to help run the club. Running with one person and uh isn't isn't going to work and you need to have everyone fully invested. If you're sort of, you know, eighty percent, seventy percent then you won't you won't succeed. So uh, I'm sure everyone has good people, but maybe with you know life being tough sometimes it's tough to fully commit. But if you're fully committed with a good team, I think
0: that's the the main role you need to take on a futsal club. And, uh, and what uh, for someone that doesn't know anything about a, a futsal club in here in, in Victoria, where we are in, in australia, what what are some of the tasks that president needs to do?
1: Of course, the first thing is to fill out all the squads that you have. so you once you get a club, you need to decide whether you're going to have you know senior men's, senior women's, youth teams, juniors, uh, set your, your plan, I suppose, and then fill out the players with squads, with coaches. Um, uniforms is another. Then social media is another big aspect. You need to, to run and promote sponsors. Then you need financials to support all these teams. Um, and then there's always something, always something else that comes up. You need balls, you need bibs, you need equipment, cones. Um, that's all that all kind of falls on you running a club so yeah that's that's the in a short sum up that's that's kind of what you need
0: Is there is there something that you do full time or you have a, another job on the side Sorry what was that Is that something you do full time do you do, do no, you run no. a club full time or you you also have another job <clears throat>
1: No I have another job on the side now obviously what's futsal for a long time uh, I wish I could run for two full time but uh, we're not professional here yet um so we don't have home grounds and uh, whatnot, which would be very uh, convenient, I suppose, if you could have a home ground, work for the home ground and and then build out of there. So hopefully in the future, but yeah, for now, it's not not
0: a full-time thing for us. And talk about home ground, uh, we just, uh, we've just been following the, the path of Cumbri uh building their own stadium, their own venue, and they're nearly opening up. I think they're opening up in the next couple of weeks. It's looking amazing. We think, I think they have an international court and a social court. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the home of Cumbria-Cumbria Futsal Club. Is there is that something that you could potentially have for future in the future? That's the dream, really. You know, what Cumbria is doing over there
1: looks amazing. They're um, building something for futsal in WA, you know. And I think looking from the outside, it looks like there's not much going on there right now. So Cumbria could even house the league, you know, if that's the route they choose to go down. But yeah, yeah it's... I mean. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It looks like they were playing out of a um yeah. a gym at some stage. So yeah, Concumbry could even take on more of a role to to run the league too, you know, or host the league. So they're doing um amazing things. The place looks great. Uh, obviously, I have some good friends there that I keep in touch with about the way it's going. So yeah, look in future
0: that would be uh, a dream to have a stadium and a home for Fitzroy. Yeah, but, um, it's uh, we you worked at Futsal for many years, I worked as well. We all know how hard it is to run a venue to run a, a futsal facility, and we saw other uh clubs trying that in the past and didn't work. So, fingers crossed uh, for Cumber is gonna work. So, we just leave this, um, or or support for them and they can count Definitely on us for uh, when we look at Fitroy, we always see strong squads, strong, so every 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 team that you have is got a strong squad. Um, we would say that it's kind of an honor to play for Fitzroy because you don't, you can't just turn up and play. It's basically it's, you get asked to play, you get picked, and that's your chance to play for the club. Um, how does it work the player recruitment and the management for, for Fitzroy? How how do you see those two uh, important steps for, for making a team?
1: Yeah, look, for me, I think this started for us... Many years ago, you know, we built a core group for the men um, and they also played in the youth for a long time. So having the core players is obviously very important for me and for us. Uh, if we have three or four core players, we can bring people in and then guide them through the system and the culture and everything. But it's very tough to find players now for us to just walk in and play. You know, it's um, it's not as it used to be. We we're very fussy with players that we bring in um, because, yeah, I'd rather have less people playing than have players that don't want to be there or wouldn't fit in there. So a core group is very important. We always have, for many years now, Scott Rogan. We always had Elias Pathomaz. Harry Robotus was there for a while um, before he left and came back. So um, Cosimo Russo. these players were there for majority of the time I've been there. So we could always count on them every week to be there um, and then other players who came and went really just filled out the team. But as long as we kept our core together, that was always the goal. The same happened through the youth. We always had the same players, the main players playing there. And we could build around that. So for like the 21s, that say, at a junior nationals, we would have four players, recruit another three or four that maybe weren't unbelievable, but they could just play around these guys. So having a good core of a starting lineup, I'd assume, and just holding on to that starting lineup is... The main thing for me if you always have that four even if you only have the four it's a chance to win so yeah that's that's the goal really
0: so take notes on the other presents, that's how you do it um, uh, but in the player management how do you keep these players happy and, and one thing that it's very clear for us is that the players are fi- a feature they're very they're very close to each other they are they're a tight group we just saw i think last weekend the the main women went out together so how do you keep all these people Um, happy and and so close and like a family? It's not easy. It's not easy, definitely. But I think for a long time, we never had
1: people leaving Fitzroy because they weren't happy. Other than, you know, maybe players that came to fill in spots and weren't playing, which is understandable. But if you're a main player there and you're playing big minutes, I think generally the only reason you would leave is for um, big money offers or maybe some players outgrow it. But generally they are pretty happy to stay around it's just mingling as well. You know, we always support each other. Uh, maybe not as much as I would like coming to each other's games and supporting, but generally people are busy too. So yeah, as much as we can support each other and get together, obviously myself and uh, Scott Rogan coach the women's team, we have four, five or six years now. So it kind of crosses over and um, yeah, it's a good, it's good dynamic. So it's just, we got good people there and and they, they, they do it themselves, really. It's not so much mm-hmm. me, you know. They, the If you have good people, that will always work, so. Yeah. So would
0: you say that uh, if players are playing, they are happy players?
1: Of course, of course. If their players are playing, then there's not much to complain about, really, other than if they're not playing well, then it's it's on them, so. But you um, also did
0: mention that... Uh, one of the only reasons where players would leave would be for big bucks, and and <clears throat> we have seeing the last few years here here in Victoria, a foot is taking it's been taken to another level. Some clubs are becoming pro clubs, uh, so there's there's a few clubs paying some good players on contracts, and, and there's also West United coming in as well. So there's a lot of competition coming for you. Um, in the past, you have lost Cosi, uh that he had a good contract in Moorland for a long time. Uh, I had to leave myself at future last season also for a good contract and for a new challenge for me. But how, how are you play on dealing with this, uh, this next generation that is coming through, these next phases, I, I should say? It's, yeah, very good points. I think what's important is
1: now for us. Um, we, we did the, the undergrowth to, to build this and be where we are and be in a position now to win. So we're maximizing what we can right now. What happens in the future for us is in the future, yeah? If we can continue to attract players, well, then great. But we have plenty of youth players coming through. If at one stage we can't attract players, then they will play and we will rebuild and and go from there and try and build a new generation. But for now, you say every season we try to win now because we're in a almost a win now mode. The future for us doesn't really matter right now. We're, we're trying to win every season as we can get as many as we can and capitalise on a, a kind of golden generation of players mm. and the future we will assess. But, yeah, obviously with money going around, financial is hard. Um, How hard has money
0: changed the game here, Victoria?
1: In the me, it, changed, club. Yeah, it changed it in a massive way because, you know, you, you develop young players, especially for us. You know, we lost Cosimo, as you said. Harry Harry wasn't for money, though, but... um. Elias Paltamos, Adam Hayek, to name a few. We had a a generation of players to even take over this generation and continue to win. Um, But once they they start to, I guess, play and you see their potential, other teams are able to come and offer them money, the 18, 19, just finishing school, and they obviously will accept the offer. So it's tough. It's changing in a big way. You're not able to retain your players as easily as you could. So yeah it's a I definitely uh, shifted the balance.
0: So for now just keep on collecting trophies. Um you you're on eight trophies actually. I didn't play this question before but I want to ask you is the goal to reach Pascover as soon as possible? The, yeah,
1: those, uh, the goal is and, to pass. Yeah. The goal is to pass. The goal is to get to 11 as soon as possible. Um and, and stand alone at the top. That's that's the goal. I, I never thought it would be achievable, to be honest. If you go back in time, I think when we had zero, obviously I think Pascual had 10. So, oh, we had two, sorry. We had two from, from the V League. Pascual had 10. So it looked like, you know, maybe if we can win four or five, that'll be good. But now it seems very achievable um, to win another three in, in forever. Um, Pascual just got relegated to League One, so they give us a little bit more time. At least to, two more seasons. To perhaps take at least two more to get back. And then three to win it. So, mm-hmm. if we can win one or two more, we'll at least be close. So, I so think it's... It could it's, be, yeah, it's, guys it's win next
0: two, they come back and you fight for the 11th together. That would be a story, wouldn't it? That would be a story. Be. But, no,
1: look, realistically, we worry about ourselves. Um Every season we plan to win. We don't go into a season to just compete or, or whatever, you know. We will be there at the finish, I think. Um... Maybe on top, maybe not, but we will be in the running with, a lot, with five games to go and we'll always give ourselves a chance. So, yeah, the, the goal is to pass Pescoval as soon as possible.
0: Very good, very good. Uh, and talk about the the going back a little bit to the financial aspects of running a, a successful club like Um uh, Where does these resources come from? Uh,
1: well, sponsors is obviously a big one. Uh, our Junior Academy is another one that can support the club um, and people investing in the club in recent uh, seasons has helped us, although this isn't forever. So you need more consistent um, revenue streams. Obviously, Series football will now offer tickets, uh, gate takings from the tickets that people pay on entry. So that's also like a sponsorship as well. It's another boost um, to help you get through and, and cover the club. But to, big, to pay players big money and stuff.
0: These tickets at the gate, uh, a big game like Morley and how how much roughly did you make from tickets only?
1: That last game where we played last season, because we didn't yeah. kind of have the same opportunity this season, but I'm pretty sure that game was like close to 150 people were there. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the kids and stuff, maybe more actually, I'm not sure. I don't actually have numbers anymore. I'm not a footballer, but um so they've
0: covered the match field, they've covered they've covered the <laughs> um the aftermatch party and everything, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, it's a, it's a good little extra.
1: Yeah, it is, it's a good incentive to bring people to your games. So
0: it's um w- is there anything that's missing if it's Roy, uh fine not not financially, but if you could uh if you could still get for the club, would you what would you say? Uh well, obviously, a home
1: ground would be the top priority, but that's that's very tough to achieve. Um, mm-hmm. No, I think we're we're pretty content where we are at the moment. Obviously, I think more money to pay the players would be ideal,
0: but overall, we're pretty happy with where we are. Mm, very good. Uh, in in these last twelve years, that you were. You were running the club. What would be the some of your most proudest moments of the of the club of uh, your biggest achievements? I should say.
1: Ah uh, well, the series football Australia in Adelaide was a massive one for us. I think we won mm-hmm. that before we won series football Victoria um, against some Roos, uh Obviously, your Pascal team, which was amazing, uh, and we were still very young. We were still very young. You know, we had. I think Cosimo and Scott were 18. Um, We had Cooper there for that tournament, Adam Cooper. Uh, Fernando was there. Alistair Dunlop was probably 24, 25. But everyone else was pretty young. Um, So it was a big achievement for us to win that one. The first series for Victoria title was special. We did it with uh, all our youth players, all our young group, and and Fernando was there as well, you know, who, who started it all. So, Fernando started it all in 2012 when I wasn't there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to win on that all together was special. Um, our women's titles have been very rewarding because, uh, you know, coaching coaching uh, the women's has been tough for me in school. We started very young coaching girls who were a lot older and probably had more experience than us. So, that was, uh, yeah, to win with those teams were also rewarding. And just watching... Watching the kids grow up and and do well, you know, we just saw Elias Parthamos, who I worked a lot with, uh, to win. What do you win? Best and fairest, Golden Boot, Youth Player of the Season. It's even though it's not for my club, it's incredible to watch these kids grow up and yeah. and almost take yeah. over the league and and carry the mantle. So for me, that's very rewarding to watch them grow.
0: And Jimmy, uh, is what would you what would be the biggest advice you could give to other presidents there? Uh, are inspiring to, be, to have a club as successful as Fitzroy?
1: I think the best thing I could say is focus on your own project, you know, like looking from the outside, it's like there's a lot of noise and uh, new people coming into the game talking about what they're going to do and who they're going to beat and who they're going to sign. In the end, it's about doing it in-house, keeping, creating your values, your culture, your team, your players and Moving forward together as one unit, um, having everyone understand their roles and and grow from there. So, I think it's not important to, to to talk about what you're going to do. It's your actions that show what you can achieve. So, if you build your group from the inside and work quietly, eventually no one will see you coming, and all of a sudden you're winning titles. So, that's mm-hmm. that's the best thing I could say. It's just focus on yourself and your group, and it'll it'll come for you.
0: You mentioned that uh, out of the Sun, you you're going to be winning titles. Uh, are there any other clubs, in your opinion, that have you been doing a good project that very soon will be, will be, will be competing against more <coughs> in Victoria, in Camberfield, I should say, already?
1: Well, Camberfield was one. Campbellfield was definitely one this season. I think they changed a lot this season. So, but they they're still,
0: they still in that third position for a long time to going. break it right. through. Yeah, yeah, so
1: they they are still there or thereabouts, but they they're creating a bit of a new project. Um, to be honest, it's it's tough to see anyone kind of breaking. And I guess Hume, Hume, if they have everyone there and uh, are playing with good confidence, they can they can push up the table possibly. Um, Western Western City in State League One, they just got promoted. They're doing mm-hmm. a great job, yeah. I think. They train a lot. They got a few serious to Victoria players and. Um, They're they're doing exactly almost what I said. It's just working together, building from the inside and going along and uh, getting promoted. I think that's their second promotion now, so congratulations to them. But there's some good projects. Melbourne RQ, I think, is doing some good things. Um, They probably need to recruit some more players, but they are on the right track as a club, which is great to see. Yeah, it's just time. It's just time, you know. Obviously, it's easy to look at Fitzroy now and see all the titles, all the success. But, you know, you would remember, André, you, you were actually the one we were chasing Pascovell, winning titles every season. And we were fifth, sixth, fourth, trying to stay out of relegation. Um, and we just stuck to it, you know. We continued to move. And and here we are. Sam as Mullen. Mullen got relegated, I think, in 2018. Um, stayed together, built again, kept training, and became a powerhouse again. So it's about not giving up when things don't go well, I guess, is what I'm trying to get,
0: get at. And there's not much yeah, time to, moments. and there's no much time to, uh, to change the team because the season finishes and another season is uh, starts. Yeah. Uh, at the start the podcast, you mentioned that the, during this transfer market you're very busy usually. Is there anything you can give it away? Any players they're not gonna be playing next season or leaving the club? I know you don't wanna give away <clears throat> too much, but anything already that people know and you can tell, can that you can tell? Yeah, us. I
1: think for the men's team the main one is uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen won't be playing next season. He'll miss the entire season. Uh, so he's been a big part of our core group for maybe four years now. So he'll he'll go on a overseas trip to Europe, and um, he had it planned for a long time. So he won't be around. Um, in terms of coming in, we're not sure yet. But everyone else is is committed so far to the club. So um, yeah, we only need to bring in a few players to to give us some depth. We're a bit short sometimes this season after injuries and stuff. But yeah, Josh Allen won't be playing next season.
0: Jimmy, in the women's, uh, we saw Melbourne Revolution winning their first ever title. Um, they found a way to not let you guys win, not let the, your girls win. Um, what happened with the girls? If you can just give us a little sum up uh, this season, uh, you you drop a game to Melbourne Revolution, but what happened with them and how you playing planning on getting that title back?
1: Uh, well, we started the season very well, very well. We were seven games without a loss, I think, and then we did lose to Melbourne Evolution. That was um, that game was a good good game. They won the game. That was fine. Um, and then as the season progressed, I think we suffered a lot through injuries and suspensions. So we missed a lot of players. The, towards the end of the season, we had injuries to players who were playing injured, and it just didn't help. You know, we were scraping through games. We barely had players available. Uh, and Evolution, they were training every week. They defended like you should in the championship team. No team could score against them. Um, they would score one, two goals, maybe max. Evolution would always get their four or five. And they did what they needed to do to win the league. And yeah, it's just the way it goes. I think even last season, we won the title. But Amazons at the time, they suffered injuries and players missing. So it's a bit of luck too. You need your players there. Um, maybe if Amazons had their players, we wouldn't have won last season. So mm-hmm. it's it's a bit of luck too, I think. But... Uh, also hard work on Evolution's behalf to train and and earn the title. Um, but I believe if we had a full team, it could have been different. We were right there at the end, three points. Um, if we beat Preston, we could have played off for the title. So it's small details, you know, small details. But that's okay. The girls are, are a good group. They're together. Um, hopefully, we can field them for more games next season together and uh, and move on from there. But yeah, it's we're we're in a good spot for the for the women's too. We're happy with the group we have.
0: And what's women's futsal in Victoria like at the moment? You, you, if you can tell us, uh, women's is a bit different to, to men that they've always played soccer and footso at the same time. Where are we at at the moment?
1: It's entertaining, really. Like, if you come down, you'll, you'll get a lot of action, um, cards, you'll get complaining, you'll get big tackles. Like, it's I'm involved, but if you sit back and you're watching a lot of people find it more entertaining, actually, because it's very competitive between Evolution, Fitzroy, Preston. Uh, Aku is quite good now. Um, So it's really out of the six teams in the league, Carlton and um, uh, Northern Phoenix, who are just building right now. But those top four usually have really good games. Um, More players are committing to futsal and training, which is great, Mm -hmm. great to see. Um, And the more that do it for the girls and set the bar, the more that we'll need to chase them, so... As you know, I, I've always mentioned in the men's basketball, changed that culture of it was laughed at to train. So it was been like that for the girls for a long time, and now more and more teens are taking it on board. So, yeah, training, training is the only way. Training is the only way.
0: Yeah, but revolution just proved to everyone that you gotta train to win. Are your girls training yeah. at the moment, Jimmy?
1: Not as much as they should be. So they should if they wanna they win the title be. back.
0: <laughs> Correct. Uh, so. Jimmy, it's, uh, someone so involved in football, try like yourself. Um, Talk about footy in the country now. How do you see? How do you take your current, the current uh, futsal scene in Australia? And we uh, must say that uh, you have the only, uh, one of the only, uh, the only Victorian footy rules players called Rogan in your team.
1: Yeah, I think um, overall the country it's disappointing to see where it is right now, um, given where it was maybe six, seven years ago, 2017, 18, and before that, football was flying all around the country. You saw all the leagues playing, and then we had the Series Football Australia's. uh, F League was running, and now it's kind of like it's just Victoria and that's it, you know. I know they do play in other states, but the coverage isn't what it was, um, and less less and less states play all year round like they were. Uh, There's no national tournament, really, which... Which is again disappointing, you know, since the AFCC at the start of 2022. Before that, yeah. it was like 2019, I think, was the last. Not the
0: you say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and just overall, I think Victoria is leading the way. New South Wales always have their competitions, but you never hear about it. You can't really watch and follow these games and players. Queensland, speaking to people, I think they have their F league starting, which is doing quite well. So that's positive. WA is always on and off. So. It's just disappointing because I think it was in a much better place as a country maybe six years ago. Um, But Victoria is thriving, which is really our aim at the moment. I think for players it would be great to have a national tournament again where you get eight to ten top teams playing off in men's and women's and Mm -hmm. that's something players look forward to. Um, Scott Rogan being in the national team is an honour but he deserves it. He deserves it but it's not to say he's the only one that deserves it. More players in Victoria deserve it uh, and I hope that more do get their opportunity in years to come. Obviously, we won this AFCC. Uh, Victoria won the nationals. It doesn't make sense for only one player to be in the national team. I mean, we've spoken about this offline a lot, but it's it's pretty crazy.
0: It's uh yeah the the, 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 the talks now is that there'll be there is a preparation for these upcoming AFC qualifiers in October and And these AFC qualifiers will be the first time that we're not gonna play in your region it will be we will be playing all over Asia. and it's gonna be basically uh, po- po- pools of teams and uh, like a World Cup really. So yeah. we could play against Iran, we could we could play against Japan, we could play against anyone. Um, but the, the the futsal was a, a training at the moment. There, there's a group training in New South Wales, a group training in Queensland, a group a group training in Victoria. And yep, uh, yeah. and and out of those three groups, they, they there'll be some friendly games to be confirmed soon, and there'll be friendly games later on. And anyway, we we hope more players from Victoria get selected as well, and, and from exactly. all these states too, from Queensland 100%. and uh, WA, South Australia, the players, all the other states.
1: I hope the players that deserve to be there on their performance are there, no matter where they're from. That's Correct. that's all everyone wants to see. If you're performing, yeah. you deserve to be there, not because of what your name is.
0: Correct. And, and also in regards to the National League, uh, there's talks that they, there'll be an F League this year in each state. Uh, we have seen already in Queensland. Uh, you, have you heard anything exactly about here in Victoria? I've heard a little bit about it,
1: but we've also heard about this F League for five years now and nothing's happened. So we really hope that it does come together. Uh, the Victorian one, I think, will go ahead. Whether we have the national one or not is another story. But the Victorian one is meant to run from September to November, so 10 weeks, I think, with the grand final in, in um, at the end, I think, and then the winner has a prize of some sort. I'm not sure what the qualification is, but, yeah, I think that looks positive as well, Um to run along with serious Futsal here and
0: just get more players playing, playing consistently and, and improving. Will we try be playing the, in that League if that goes ahead?
1: Yeah, we, our men's and women's uh, are
0: entered in it, so if it goes ahead, we'll be there. Good to hear, good to hear. It's it's good to see that there's a lot of clubs now involved in any tournament regardless of the organization. So you do futsals, you do um football Australia, do whatever it suits you, right? Yeah, of course. So is always our bread and butter almost. That's where we
1: all came from. Um it is the only league that gives the most to us all year round. So we can never leave that. But it's good to to experience other tournaments too.
0: Um it's it's always great. Jimmy uh just uh, I want to come up with a last question for you uh what's different about serious futso and uh, and can serious futso teams play on a big court or not can you please answer that question
1: Sirius futso overall the media is the biggest difference um the way it's marketed, the way it's run um, the photos the interviews the videos the coverage the commentary is just something that you don't see. Around the country all year round, and in any affiliated tournament, you don't get this um can they play on a big court? I think the the trophies speak for themselves, really I mean, like I mentioned, the last two big court tournaments that we've had, which haven't been many, Victoria has won, so um yeah, I think
0: that's that's all I need to say, really there you go for everyone i might I might even uh, just clip that part of the podcast and put it up, Jimmy if you don't mind Jimmy. It. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Futsal Australia podcast it's uh, you're someone so deeply involved for the last 12 years I started as a junior now you you, you made a name for yourself you, you, you got your club up to the top you you, you, are the, you have been at the top for many many years and hopefully for many years to come congratulations and uh, best thank of you, luck Andrea. for the future thank you Andre thanks for having me on much appreciated and continue doing what you're doing for the sport it's great to see Thanks, everyone, for listening to your Foods Australia podcast. Uh, Together, we can make your beautiful game bigger and better. And stay tuned for the next one. Thank you.